Most organizations that I've ever worked at, big or small, have always used spreadsheets. It's highly inefficient. There's sensitive data being pushed around an organization through emails and spreadsheets being housed all over the place. That kind of model is not going to work. It's not sustainable. Hi, I'm Megan Fee, and this is GRC and Me, where we interview industry thought leaders in governance, risk, and compliance on hot topics, industry-specific challenges, trends, and more to learn about your methods, solutions, and outlook in this space. On today's episode, we have Emily Heath. Emily is a former CSO at United Airlines, and she currently serves as a Chief Trust and Security Officer at DocuSign. She's been recognized as 2019 Silicon Valley CISO Top Technology Executive to Watch, and she's won numerous awards, including Top CSO, Cranes Tech 50, and is regularly nominated for CISO of the Year awards. Emily speaks at industry conferences and is passionate about diversity, mentorship, and leadership. More importantly, growing leaders and has a diverse technology experience, including technology, risk, compliance, global IT strategy, and program development and infrastructure. On today's episode, we talk a little bit about her background, what led her to be the Chief Trust and Security Officer at DocuSign, and we'll talk about the trends that she sees within GRC. And lastly, we'll end our conversation with a quick fun fact about Emily, something that we heard from a little birdie at LogiCase. Well, thank you, Emily, for joining us on another episode of GRC and Me. My pleasure. Fantastic. So, If we could start off, if you would just tell us a little bit more about your background and what led you to your current position as Chief Trust and Security Officer at DocuSign. Of course. Well, I can tell you, first of all, it happened by accident, Um, this whole career. I started my career as a detective in England. Uh, So in England, um, the police is a little bit different than it is in the U.S. Here you've got the FBI, you've got the CIA, the police, the highway patrol, the troopers, uh, and all the different divisions. In England, you've just got the police. So everybody starts as a uniform cop and then kind of spreads into different areas. Okay. Uh, for me, I ended up in financial fraud. So I used to investigate people like Bernie Madoff. Wow. Um, so I kind of cut my teeth on the fraud side of things, which ultimately turned into cyber, interestingly enough. Yeah. But from there, I moved into a technology uh, arena. So I've done lots of different technology type jobs. I've run mm-hmm. development teams and infrastructure teams, PMOs. And then compliance is really what led me into security. So I ran a GRC team before I ran a security team. Um, But because they work so closely together, um, a couple of companies ago, I ended up taking on the CISO role um, and then moved to United Airlines a few years ago. And then most recently joined DocuSign uh, as the chief trust and security officer. Fantastic. And that chief trust officer is a title that we're seeing more of in the market. So tell us a little bit about what you see as the duties and responsibilities with that title. Yeah, I think it's something that we're going to see more and more of. I mean, this concept of trust. I think with tech companies in particular, there's so much distrust in tech these days. I mean, the Googles and Facebooks and all of the publicity that's kind of gone as far as Capitol Hill over the last few Mm -hmm. years, that I think there's really a a true dedicated focus to building trust with our customers. And, And I think more companies, especially tech companies, Mm -hmm. are really focused around that concept of trust. To me, it's probably going to replace the security term in time because trust really is security, compliance, and privacy. It's kind of the three-legged stool. 
And I see my role very much as being the advocate for the customer mm -hmm. and the advocate for the partner and the advocate of the employee. So when you think about kind of how you build that trust model, I think it really is kind of a lot more holistic and it's really about building those relationships. Fantastic. So you talked a little bit about that three-legged stool and that evolution, not only from a job perspective, but also what you're seeing in GRC. So how else would you say that you've seen the GRC space evolving? Yeah, you know, it's been, it's so interesting. And this is why LogicGate is such a fascinating company, because it's been such a stale kind of um, capability for a while. It's almost been that tack on yeah. uh, that, oh gosh, the compliance thing. But the laws have changed and technology has changed. I think the tr biggest trend for me is the R piece, the risk piece, mm -hmm. has kind of evolved so much within really big organizations as well as smaller ones. The topic of third-party risk is now a, a big deal because every company is an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, not a single organization operates on its own anymore. So to me, the evolution is really around the, the central kind of pivotal point of the R in GRC. The compliance is kind of a byproduct uh, and the governance is just the way that you the way that you operate, but really how you truly define risk for me is is really where the focus is. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. What would you say are some exciting trends in GRC? Um, LogicGate. Awesome. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really good reason why I'm very excited yes. about LogicGate. Um, this the GRC world needs an overhaul yes. and we really need to to hone in on what matters to it, an organization. And I, I think that's where LogicGate has a really key differentiator because, again, this has been a very stale environment. Mm -hmm. And I think even the technology that supports it has historically been very stale. So uh, I think really the evolution and the exciting things are going to be how people really define risk in a company and having the technology behind that to make it more efficient. Because mm -hmm. Most organizations that I've ever worked at, big or small, mm -hmm. have always used spreadsheets. It's highly inefficient. There's too many emails. Uh, and even that in and of itself, sensitive data being pushed around an organization through emails and um, you know, spreadsheets um, being housed all over the place. That kind of model is not going to work. It's not sustainable. For yeah. Long. You've probably heard Matt Kunkel, our CEO, talk about that concept of duct tape and bubblegum. Yep. Yeah. Putting it together. And it's, it is alarming to see whether it's large or small that they are still operating in that kind of manual fashion. Yeah. It's a, I mean, most organizations I know do because yeah. the alternatives have not really been right. very sustainable. The, you know, a lot of the options that we've had over the years have just taken such a long time to implement. They're just very clunky, not very user friendly. So I think this is where the evolution will ultimately go because we're all being held to really high standards of compliance and privacy. Uh, the laws have changed that we've got to be able to provide evidence really mm -hmm. fast. Yeah. And you can't do that by searching through buckets of emails. Yes. Um, so, so having everything in one place with highly searchable and also with an audit history yes. of, of who's accessed and touched that uh, information is... Mm -hmm. So you've recently joined the board of directors at LogiGate. And was it that innovation that you saw in LogiGate really what compelled you to want to join the team here? The yeah, family? absolutely. It's, it's interesting because a few years ago, I was actually contemplating setting up my own company around something oh, like wow. a, a LogiGate type yeah. of concept because I was so frustrated with yes. there being nothing in the, the arena of yeah. GRC. Um, I mean, there's, you know, big the big arches of the worlds have, you know, kind of lived their term, I think. 
So the excitement for me was, you know, after Matt and I had had an initial conversation, I was like, wow, this is just music to my ears, music to my ears. And I I know this space pretty well. As I said, I came into the the CISO type role through compliance and it's something very near and dear to me. Um, So I saw the synergies there. I I feel like I was able to contribute and I can add value and I stand behind what LogicGate is, um, is doing because it's really exciting for this industry. Well, that is such tremendous value that you do provide the Logicate team as that voice of the customer, really. It's that voice yep. of the practitioner. You've done this role, you see the challenges, and you identify where Logicate can help address those challenges. So thank you for that. Yeah. And it's also great to see just more women in today's market entering the cybersecurity space. However, it's very aware that there's not an even distribution of females in executive tech leadership roles. And so my question for you would be, what advice would you share for other women in technology who are seeking those leadership roles or those leadership spots? Yeah, first of all, I'd say apply for them because a lot of women and a lot of people in general, not just women, yes. but sometimes women have a tendency to doubt ourselves a little bit or think I've never, I've not done all of that before. And there's a tendency to think, okay, I've got 60% of the experience for that role but I don't have the other 40%, therefore I'm not going to apply for it. Mm-hmm. Speaking very broadly, um, men don't tend to think that way. They'll apply for the role. So women need to apply for those roles and have confidence that nobody has it all figured out. Nobody. Exactly. Not a single person on the planet has 100% right. of, of their job going into right. it. So you know we've got to apply yeah. and we've got to push ourselves to do that and break the norms. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to support each other too. You know, it's... Um, there's so many interesting concepts in the security world of there's such, you know, people think there's so few women in the security world. There actually aren't. There's a lot of women in security and compliance, but they're just not in the leadership positions. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, you know, a lot of support that we can give each other along the way and take a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work. In which case you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you try something else. That's fantastic. <laughs> Great advice. Raise your hand. Go for it. And live through the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. A few years ago, I was at a conference uh, with a bunch of CISOs and and it was a women's event. And the women in, we went to dinner and and there was a concern around the women CISOs that they were only getting the jobs because they were women. And to which I say, throw that to the wind because opportunities come in many shapes and sizes and women have not had those opportunities in the past. So just because a window opens yes. for you because you're a woman, run through it. Yes. Run through Take that. It. Don't yes. don't be afraid of that. Yes. Uh, and in, you know, you're only going to get the job if you're qualified. Yes. And if the window opens, fantastic. Good. Great. Oh, that's wonderful. And we have a final question for you to kind of round up our interview today. And it's a um, little bit more about kind of your personal life. And a little birdie told me that you have a pet parrot. Yes, I do. So tell us about that. <laughs> um, when did you get this lovely creature in your life? Yes. And um, what drew you to them? Incredible. Yes, I have a pit bull and a parrot. I love it. And uh, my wife, Actually, my wife, Kit, uh, was the one that rescued the parrot, Sparky, 25 years ago. Uh, The parrot's now 29 years old. So (laughs) when uh, Kit and I got married, it was a package deal. Yes, yes. Um, And then we together got the the pit bull, Charlie, who's five. So Charlie, is the pit bull, is terrified of the parrot. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's (laughs) wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for this wonderful discussion and joining us today on another episode of GRC and Me. Thank you. What a great interview we just had with our guest, Emily Heath. 
Now, this episode serves as our season finale, and we'd like to say thank you for listening to our podcast. To stay up to date on the next season and up to date on valuable insights and information, follow Logigate on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And until next time, this is Megan Fee with GRC and Me.